welcome to the From Campus to Careers podcast. My name is Adam and I'll be your host for today. Joining me in just a moment to discuss all things placements will be Holly from the Placements Preparation Team here in Careers and Placements. So if you're a second year student at Aston and are considering taking a placement year next year, or even a first year student who wants to get a step ahead, this is a must listen. Welcome Holly and thanks for joining us today. Could you tell our listeners a little bit about who the placements preparation team are and what they do in a nutshell? Yep, so us in the placement preparation team, we're made up of various different placement coordinators who are there to help support second year students in their placement search journey. And we'll be there to support students right from when you start thinking about what you might like to do for your placement year to help you go through your options. And we're also there to help with the various different applying stages that you need to go through from doing maybe an online application form, getting your CV placement ready as well, as well as helping with getting cover letters nice and specific for the roles and the companies that you're applying for and helping with those later stages where you do maybe an interview or an assessment centre as well. And we'll be there to answer any questions you have about how to go about your placement search and we can help to shed some light on some expectations for different sectors um, that students might be looking to go into as well. Thank you. So for anyone that isn't aware, Holly and her team are typically based in the Careers and Placement Centre. Am I correct in saying that due to the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic, your team are going to be delivering your usual support via a mix of uh, face-to-face and virtual touch points, at least for the immediate future anyway? Yes, so we're still going to have a mixture of face-to-face and virtual touch points and everything will still be working in the same way. It just might be a bit different to what we had previously anticipated. So typically those placement workshops that we do in the first term for our second year students, normally I would be stood at the front of a lecture theatre delivering it in to students who have packed out the lecture theatre Whereas obviously now with everything that's going on with COVID, we'll be delivering those online and it will be more of a webinar instead. And we're still delivering things like appointments as well. They're just either on the phone or through something like Skype at the moment. But you will also have the chance to see us in person as well on campus. But yes, it will be a mixture between face-to-face and virtual. Great. So as an Aston student, what kind of options do I have when considering a placement? There's a lot of different things you can do for your placement year. Um, but the main things that students typically tend to do for their placement year are either to do a work placement, to do a study abroad placement, or to do a combination of those two things. So when it comes to the work one, you might choose to do that somewhere in the UK. Um, We might choose to do it um, with an international company and those will probably more likely be virtual slash remote ones in the current climate. So it might be you're working for a company that are based in Spain, but you'll be working for them from the comfort and the safety of your own home back here in the UK. You could also do a study placement abroad and we have multiple partner universities with some of them being really top ranked ones in the world or really highly regarded in their own particular countries. And there are partner universities that are open to all Aston students, no matter what school you're in. And there are some that are more specific to the school that you're studying as well. 
And then some students will do a mixture of those that they might do um, a semester doing study abroad. And then when they come back, they'll be doing a work placement. And you can mix and match your placement like that. So you might end up doing two work placements, so maybe two six-month ones. And so, so students do ones that will be maybe a bit shorter. And we do have some flexible placement options in place as well for our students. And those flexible options are a really great chance to fill a skills gap that you might have on your CV. So if you wanted to work on your customer service skills or your leadership skills or to get exposure in an environment that you've never worked in before, those will be a great way to do that. So today's episode is it's all about getting to uh, know how to get started with placements. So what would you say to any student as to the first thing that they should be doing when considering doing a placement? The first thing students should think about doing is doing their research as well. And this applies whether you do and maybe if you don't know what you want to do for your placement search. So if you do have an idea of what you wanted to do for your search, say, for example, when a, a student was thinking, I would like to do a finance placement for their, for their placement year, maybe start researching your options within that role. So think about where you would want to work and who you would want to work for. Would you want to work in a bank or would you want to work in the finance department of, say, an automotive company like Jaguar Land Rover? And then thinking about the different functions you could do within finance. So would you want a, one that covers uh, various different aspects or a more general one or whether you'd want to do something like audit or tax? Um, and then for those students who don't know what they want to do for their placement year, researching maybe the different options that are available to you that I just spoke about, as well as going and looking at the blog that we have on our Aston Careers page to have a look at what students have done in previous years and see if that sparks any inspiration as well. Yeah, that's a really good point. We, we do have um, quite a number of case studies of students that have gone uh, to all sorts of companies, small and big, and all over the world, really, haven't they, to do um, both study and work abroad. And so there's quite a kind of um, a bank of experiences there that students can pull from to uh, help kind of influence their decision making. Um, so, yeah, so for any student who's on an undergraduate course with an optional placement year, um, why should they choose doing a placement instead of just maybe finishing their degree a year sooner? Placement year is a great chance to become more competitive, particularly when you reach the graduate market for those on an optional placement year. I was I studied psychology at Aston, which comes with an optional placement year. And doing it, it definitely made me more competitive when I got into the graduate market because other friends I had who went to other universities who studied psychology were struggling more than me to find a graduate role. Um, and it was also my favorite year out of the whole time I was studying at Aston. And it was really transformative as well. I, I developed a lot of confidence while I was out on placement year, both personally and professionally. And a lot of students say that's something that they do gain while they're out on placement year. But it's also just a year in the grand scheme of things. It's just a year and it actually flies by really quickly. You'll blink and your placement year will be over and you'll be back um, to do your final year. But it's also a great chance to try out a career opportunity for yourself and just see if it's the right thing that you want to do. I've had friends who did placement years and discovered, yes, this is the career path that I want to follow. Whereas I had others who did it and thought, 
this is what I thought I want to do. I've done it. I don't think it's suited for me, but they still gained a lot of transferable skills, which have been still really useful when they were applying and securing their graduate positions. So say I'm a, an Aston student and I've decided now, yep, I definitely want to do a placement. Where do I actually find these placement opportunities? So there's different resources and websites that you can use. So one of them will be Aston Futures, which is um, the website that we have where we'll put up various different placement opportunities. You'll see ones that are with bigger companies as well as ones that are with smaller and medium sized ones as well. And you can also use other websites out there that are geared towards placement opportunities like Rate My Placement, Target Jobs, Milk Grounds, and you'll also find them advertised on job boards like Indeed, Read and LinkedIn as well. Yeah, and I think it, I think it's important to note as well with um, Aston Futures, for example, um, we have a, an employer engagement team that work closely with um, a lot of employers who want to recruit uh, Aston students specifically. So you're going to be finding placement opportunities on there that are potentially exclusive to Aston students or potentially exclusive to just a few universities. So there's going to be uh, some opportunities that you find Aston futures that you're just not going to find elsewhere. So um, yeah, from my point of view, I definitely urge any student listening to sign up to Aston Futures uh, and use that as your first portal call and support uh, Yourself with the other resources as well. So for many of our students, applying for a placement would be the first time they've needed to create a CV or a cover letter for a professional role. What advice could you give to anyone who's trying to get started with theirs? So the first thing I would say to do is we've got some templates on our Aston Careers page as well. So you can have a look at those to get a sense of what a CV should look like, um, and the length of it and what you should be including within there as well. And we've also got cover letter templates on there as well. So in the first instance, if you don't have a CV, if you've never written a cover letter before, have a look on there and just see what they should look like and just get a feel for them. And then once you've built a CV or written up a cover letter, then you can get them reviewed by your placement coordinator. So you can send that over to us via email. And when you book an appointment on Aston Futures, you can attach documents to that as well. So if you want your CV looked over in an appointment, if you're attached to that, we can still review it to you, review it for you, even when we're working remotely as well. So first thing, just have a look, see what they should look like and what should be included in there. Then once you've got one, send it over to us and then we'll be able to help you to make them nice and placement specific. And uh, just to note as well, some placement recruitment processes can be quite extensive. So can you talk us through what students might expect uh, through these recruitment processes and therefore what kind of things should they be practicing in preparation for them? Yeah, so some of these companies do have multiple um, stages before you even get to talk to an actual human from the company as well. And it's a lot of the bigger companies which you'll probably see advertised um, throughout term one and into term two as well. They're typically the ones who will have the multiple recruitment um, stages just because they get inundated with so many applications. They have all those various stages so, just so they can cut down the amount of applications they review later on. Mm. So typically the first thing you would do is an application form. So putting in things like your personal um, details, so like your contact information, filling out education history, work history, uploading CV, 
um, potentially a cover letter as well. And they might also ask you to answer some questions within there as well. And then after that, you might get to do something like a psychometric test um, where they might test your verbal reasoning, numerical reasoning, abstract reasoning, and even do situational judgment tests just to see if you would fit in with the values that that company holds and just to see how you would work in that type of role that you might be applying for as well. And then you go through to maybe something like a video um, interview, like a pre-recorded one. So you won't be speaking face to face to somebody. They'll have pre-recorded questions where they'll give you the question, give you some time to prepare, and then you answer the question. But you can practice those on Launchpad, which we have on our website as well, as well as the psychometric tests. We have practice versions of those as well. And then you might do a couple of those online stages before you might get the chance to talk to somebody from the company. So maybe somebody from HR for a phone interview just to for them to get to know more about you and why you want to apply for the role. And then hopefully you get through to the later stages, which might be an interview, which could be virtual, given the times that we're in. It could be over something like Zoom or Skype, or some of them might even be doing face-to-face um, interviews as well. But you also get things like assessment centers as well, where you'll be doing a mixture of different activities in the day. They don't always include things like an interview, but you could be doing things like a group task, individual tasks as well. So I've heard of students doing things like Excel tasks where they're at an assessment center and even delivering things like presentations as well. So it could be that you go through a lot of stages to then secure a placement role. Am I right in saying that the placement year is really becoming more commonplace across the UK? So competition for the roles that companies have is always growing. So what would you say as a piece of advice for our, um, our students listening that they could do to set themselves apart in that process? Yeah, so placements are definitely becoming more popular within degree courses across universities. And the things that typically make students um, stand out within the process are the things that we overlook in the first instance as well. So things in your CV, things like your interests and achievements as well, they can really make you stand out. So when I was in my second year, I was the vice president for Psychology Society And I didn't really think anything of it. I didn't think employers would care about it. But actually, when I um, went to interview for the placement that I did, they were really interested in it and they found it really exciting. And they asked me loads of questions about it and what I did in my role. And it's something I really overlooked. Um, But employers do like to see a lot of the extracurricular things that students choose to get involved in outside of work and outside of study. And that could be various different things so it could be things that you do at Aston itself so if you're some somebody like a student rep for your course as well employers do like to hear about that if you're involved with the students union in any way so whether that's being on a committee like I was or just being a member of a club or society or I know some people just really involved with the students union and what they do but other things maybe Aston like being a student ambassador as well so things like that that you do within Aston they really like to see as well but also anything that you do just outside and generally in your spare time as well so you might be part of a club or society that isn't an Aston one it's just one that you do in your local community it might be volunteering that you get involved in 
or maybe something like Duke of Edinburgh that you've done before or NCS. Employers really do like that and they do like to see your personality as well. And so they do like to hear about what you get involved in in your spare time, what are your hobbies, what are your interests, because that gives them an insight into if you were in the kitchen with them making a cup of tea, what would you what would you potentially be talking about? Or if they asked you, so what did you do at the weekend? They'll get a sense of what you might have done and what your general interests are as well, because they're looking for more than just your degree and your work experience. They're looking for the whole person. So as I say, it's typically the things we tend to overlook that we don't think employers are going to want are the things that they're really interested in the most. So Holly, what would you say to anyone listening to listening to the podcast who wants to do a placement? but is maybe struggling to find one that is directly related to their degree or career aspiration? So in the first instance, it'd be worth talking to your placement coordinator because sometimes different roles have different recruitment cycles. So it might be if you don't see a role in term one, it might be that after speaking to your coordinator, it's more likely to pop up in term two. So just because you don't see it, it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. And if you're looking for something that's maybe in a bit more of a niche area, then we would suggest to possibly go down the speculative route. So instead of looking for adverts, it's time to go out and look for it yourself. So reaching out and researching companies that might be working in a sector or industry that you're really interested in um, and just asking them if they have the potential to offer you a particular type of role or just experience with within their company. And this is something that we can help with as well. It'll look and sound very much like a cover letter, but instead of saying, I am applying for this advert that I've seen, it's I'm reaching out to see if you have availability for anything like this. And it does work. Students do successfully find placements this way as well. It's something I did when I was placement searching because I liked the idea of working in a youth offending team, but I couldn't find the placement for Aston Futures. So I reached out to my local team back home and they did reach out and we started to have a conversation about it. And while I couldn't take up the placement because I secured something else, one of my friends who was at another university was able to take that placement position on. So it is a good way to do that. And you can use your contacts as well. So if you know somebody who works in that area where friend, family, or if your family knows somebody, you can use those connections and those contacts to just ask that question. And even if they can't help, they might be able to point you in the right direction of somebody who can as well. And I I think you might have touched on this a little bit earlier, but some of the transferable skills that you pick up um, during uh, your placement year as well are so useful. So even if it's not directly directly related to maybe the course that you're studying or the career aspirations you have, some of the communication skills, uh, maybe some of the technical skills that you pick up um, are, are really relevant really to a lot of uh, career um, aspirations and things that you will go on to do post-university. Um, so yeah, it doesn't always kind of mean that you have to narrow your options to that one course or one career for your placement. Yeah, I think it's really important to consider all the different things that you might be picking up otherwise. So yeah, I think we're going to wrap that up there for today's episode. Thank you, Holly, for joining us. Uh, if you want to find out more about placements, then make sure you head over to our website. So that's aston.ac.uk forward slash careers. 
You can also book an appointment to see a placement coordinator via Aston Futures, um, where you can also see a range of live placement vacancies too. So make sure you do that. And yeah, thanks Holly for imparting your placements knowledge. And uh, we'll be back with much more content in pl on placements in future episodes. So make sure you come back for more. Thank you.